0: Final
1: word. Good evening. I'm Jenna Harner, and welcome to The Final Word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dane Kovacevich. Hi,
2: Jenna. Three grand slams at Wrigley today. Let's have a fourth one here tonight.
1: Former NFL player and Pitt star, Doran Dickerson
2: last Sunday before NFL
0: season starts and I'm here for it. There Can't you go. For- can't wait for next week and it's gonna be <laughs> unbelievable. Can't wait
3: for it.
1: The excitement is real. And also from our partner, DKPittsworkSwartz.com, Chris Carter.
3: Wanted to use my intro to say rest in peace, touch Ilkin. Everyone's thinking about him and the family, and anyone who was blessed enough to know him. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, sending thoughts and prayers to his family, absolutely. Well, some of the topics we will be talking about tonight. Five words on your biggest area of concern for the Steelers headed into week one, where the Steelers fall in the pecking order of the AFC this year your bold predictions for the NFL season. Is Olympic hockey with NHL participation really good for the game? And will it help grow it? All that and more. But first, the night's big topic. It's week one of the NFL season. The Steelers getting set to hit the road and travel three hours north. What do you expect to see from the Steelers week one against Buffalo? Dan, we start with you.
2: I'm nervous about the defense, to be honest with you. I know everybody talks about the, you know, all the different aspects of the offense that, you know, whether it's Ben, whether it's the offensive line or whatever else. To me, this defense, regardless of the status of TJ Watt's contract, he's going to come in with a maximum of four practices before the opener. That's worrisome. Not having Stefan To is worrisome. Uh, having Joe Schobert out there learning the defense still and being the primary signal caller for the defense. Anyone remember that opener up in Foxborough a couple years ago where the defense just had no idea what it was doing from a signal standpoint? That's all kind of worrisome to me. It just is. Doran? They need to get after Josh Allen. Uh, you gotta make him uncomfortable in the pocket.
0: Josh Allen is athletic. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He, he has a long arm, can throw, obviously. You need to get after him and you need to get after him all game. If you're Alex Highsmith, I mean, this has to be one of your best games of your early career. And on offense, I, I wanna see Najee. I wanna see Najee get out mm-hmm. there and catch some passes out of the backfield, get his one-on-one matches, matchups
3: out of the backfield and run downhill and trust his eyes and trust his offensive line. Chris? You said it right there with Josh Allen. He's the ticket in this game. He's been he's been just rising every year he's been in the NFL, finding ways to improve, sharpening his accuracy, and now he still has a stable of weapon. Not just Stephon Diggs, but Gabriel Davis, a young receiver that I think a lot of people are going to get to know very shortly. And Emmanuel Sanders is on their roster too, along with Cole Beasley. This is going to test the secondary. I know, Dayon, you're talking about the linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're going to get tested over the middle, but those corners, we got to see how James Pierre fits in. They yeah, traded guys, for this you, Witherspoon guy.
2: Wouldn't you both agree? That at least in the first half last year, the Steelers did get after Allen. They really did. oh, absolutely, did.
3: absolutely. And I, I mean, I, Jenna can attest. We have you know friends that, friends in Buffalo that cover the team. They were like, "What's going on in this yeah. first half? Our offense walked over everybody." And what the Steelers in the second
2: half? half, Doran? They
0: started throwing to digs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Throws dirty. Your big time guy. You gotta you gotta trust your guys
1: should be an exciting opener for sure. Well, a reminder to keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word, and now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your biggest area of concern for the Steelers headed into week one. From Brian on Facebook, everything is a question mark.
2: Oh, come on.
1: On Twitter, at SportsPS4Gamer says the offensive line versus starters, a question a lot of people have. And at Harvard player, with confidence, says none, they pull the upset. in your five words. Ooh, if you say
2: none, it's not going <laughs> to be an upset, right? You just think everything is going to go great. Uh, for me, it's all on the line. And I know that's taking the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, but if those guys do their job and they let Ben run this Matt Canada offense and all this misdirection and all this movement and all these different weapons, Doran, you're right. It has to go through Najee. I really believe that. But once Najee hits a couple of those runs and you start spreading those guys out a little bit, that's when you start getting 18 and 19 and 11 involved. That's when it starts getting fun, but it starts, it starts up front.
0: Doran, your five words. I'm on, the long, I'm on the same lines as Dan here. Uh, they must gel as one, and that's the offensive line unit. They have to play together. Uh, there's a lot of concern with this unit, but, but if they do get their protections down, if they do take care of their business and take care of their job, I do think that they can be a competent offensive line, opening up holes for
3: Najee and protecting and keeping Ben clean.
1: Chris, your five words.
3: Offensive line gets tested early. It's is what you guys are saying. This group, we haven't seen them before. And in Pittsburgh, you've been seeing the same offensive line practically for the past five or six years. <laughs> but now it's a whole bunch of new guys. And here's the thing. They're getting tested right away. You get Ed Oliver up front. You get Jerry Hughes coming off the edge. Starla Tulalay is up in there. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be patrolling behind them. And mm-hmm. oh, by the way, first round draft pick Gregory Rousseau is coming off the bench, presumably. Like, this this is going to be a tough front to face. But hey. If this young group gets active and they have a solid game, that's gonna set a really good tone for this season. we I've saw in training camp how Dan Moore Junior early on got beat up by Melvin Ingram, beat up by Alex Highsmith, but as at practice after practice he got better. Let's see if the O line can follow that.
2: Yeah, Bills are so deep too on mm-hmm. that on that front and they're gonna be able to rotate and bring guys in and I think you're gonna to need to see the Steelers do likewise.
1: Definitely offensive line question marks across the board. You guys and a lot of the fans alike. Well, don't go anywhere because we've got more Steelers talk coming up after the break. We're zooming out a little bit looking at where you think the Steelers fall in the pecking order of the AFC this season. Ryan Harvey on Twitter. I'm thinking they can maybe get the second seed if everyone stays healthy anyway. The panel debates next. And welcome back to The Final Word. I'm Jenna Harner. The Steelers one week away from their season opener in Buffalo. The Bills expected to have a lot of success in the AFC this season. But where do the Steelers fall when it comes to the pecking order in the AFC? Chris, we start with you on this one.
3: One thing that I'm looking at right now is the Tennessee Titans. They have, they have added Julio Jones. They still got Derrick Henry, who's the baddest man at the running back position right now in the NFL. And Ryan Tannehill has performed very well in an offense that's based on Derrick Henry. And, oh, by the way, A.J. Brown's still there. The question is on their defense. Can they improve somehow? We'll see if they do. But the Steelers for me, they fit right along with the Tennessee Titans because they have a much stronger defense. They have a quarterback that can that can win games and now maybe they have a running back that can that can turn into a star. They definitely have the receiving talent. It's going to be about can that offensive line get together and can they kind of form a form a group that kind of helps the offensive line figure themselves out without costing the team too much. I have them right in that third fourth team in the AFC, but Chiefs Bills still my 1a 1b of the conference.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that one, at least with those top two teams. Stryker, Brig, 24 on Twitter. It all depends on keeping everyone healthy. If they do that, they have a shot at postseason play. Dan, your thoughts?
2: Well, you know, the Chiefs are up here, and I think all of the two and everything else related to this discussion is kind of muddled, not even necessarily in a bad way. I think there's going to be some good teams in the AFC. Steelers are going to be one of them. But look. Isn't everybody picking the Steelers to finish third in their own division? Yeah. Right? No, but I'm saying. No, you're okay. right. All right. Well, I mean, there's got to be something to that, right? The Ravens and the Browns have good teams. This isn't the Ravens and the – I'm sorry, this isn't the Browns from the past. It <laughs> definitely is the Ravens. Uh, I, I agree with Carter. He mentioned all those players at Titans ad and didn't even mention Bud Dupree. Bud's down oh, there now. Sheesh. I get I, Bud's gonna shoot me for that. Bud, next time. Bud's, <laughs> Bud's after you for this. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good conference, but I, I think the Steelers can be at least second in the division and maybe even contend for it, which is a totally different dialogue than this.
1: darren, What about you? Where do the Steelers fall in terms of the AFC here?
2: Yeah. Well, in in the division, I think it's a toss up between uh, you
0: know the position of three with them in Cincinnati, but if we're gonna use the logic of. Uh, you know, them finishing three in the AFC North, then in the AFC, I would say that I would have them at fifth. I would probably put them in that area. Um, I do like the Browns. It's hard for me to say that. I do like what they <laughs> have coming back. I do like Baker Mayfield. And uh, obviously, the Ravens are going to be the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson is going to be uh, his athletic self every single game. So I have the Steelers around the fifth ish area of the AFC.
1: Well, of course, with the NFL season officially kicking off Thursday night, we have to get a hot take or two in there. Give us a bold prediction for something that will happen in the 2021 NFL season. It can be Steelers-specific, AFC North-specific, or really just related to the NFL in general. Doran, kick us off here.
0: I'm going to go with Najee Harris who's going to be Rookie of the Year. I I really think that he possesses all the traits you need for a top-tier running back. Yes, he's young. He's just drafted. He only played in a couple preseason games. But from what I saw in my evaluations as being a former player, he possesses every single trait that you need to be a successful running back. But we still have concerns with the offensive line. If the the offensive line can do their job, then Najee will be a, a, a success at a high rate. So I do like Najee as Rookie of the Year
1: interesting. A lot of people moved him down a little bit after Mac Jones was named the starter in New England. Well, Chris Barnhart on Twitter, Chargers become a playoff team this year, and the Browns may, in fact, miss the playoffs. Chris, what say you?
3: Oh, Chris Barnhart took mine. Jeez.
2: <laughs> Which one?
1: <laughs> the, the Browns won. I'm sorry.
3: Everyone's just anointing the Browns like they won the division last right. year. They didn't. And here's the other thing. <laughs> they remind me of another playoff team that beat the Steelers recently, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Guess what? They they had a mediocre quarterback that was overhyped. They had a really strong run game. They had several defensive talents, but they didn't have the, the, the core, the the organizational integrity that some of the other organizations out there, like the Patriots, the Packers, the Steelers, those organizations, they got hot for a little bit and then they fell off and guess what? They drafted Trevor Lawrence first overall this year. I don't believe the the Browns have figured it out. I think they've assembled really good talent, but I don't believe in Odell Beckham Jr. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of things that I think can be a house of cards that get pulled out and they fall down really soon really, uh, really late this season and people are like whoa what happened to that
1: consistency and proven consistency definitely key day in your thoughts oh,
2: i've got three for you tom brady will finally begin his irreversible decline Don't and do it, that they, uh, alone don't do will it. disqualify <laughs> my other two the other two is that joe burrow is going to be good enough to get the bengals to eight and eight. Uh, i i happen to believe uh, in his abilities i think he's a terrific quarterback and i think he's tough enough uh, to overcome that and I'm with Carter I think the Titans could rise up mm-hmm. I really do I think they could become that team that challenges Kansas City
1: we got some bold predictions here I like it. some hot takes place your bets now people
2: I didn't even at Barry Urban Meyer halfway through the Jacksonville <laughs> season that would have been easy right
1: I feel like that Not one bold You say you talk about low-hanging fruit, that might be there, right there. (laughs) Well, we've talked a whole lot about football. It's time to switch gears a little bit. We're hitting the ice. This week it was announced NHL players will be allowed to participate in the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, COVID um, proving, of course. Now, is Olympic hockey with NHL participation really good for the game, and will it help to build and grow the game? Dan, your thoughts?
2: Uh, I've covered five Olympics, including two that had the NHL. Uh, in them in Vancouver and Sochi, and I am a big proponent of the impact that it has globally. How much it has in North America, it's not like it can become more popular in Canada and and pretty much the same case in the United States. But the impact that it has globally on merchandising, especially Jenna in China, there's a reason the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball have taken their product to China. That's why the NHL is going even in this pandemic. I'm 100 percent in favor of it.
1: Ron Valerino on Twitter good for the game bad for NHL teams remember Tavares's injury in Sochi out for the rest of the uh, NHL season could have been hurt anywhere
2: could have been hurt anywhere
0: Doran, your thoughts. Oh, I think it's huge for, for the Olympics. And, you know, to have that star power and, and, and across the world, you know, you're, pay attention, you're paying attention to guys like Sidney Crosby and uh, Alex Ovechkin. If you're a young kid, it creates awareness for the game. It's huge to have those names a part of the Olympics and to create better competition. I don't want to go against, uh, you know, just a, a lower level of competition. Mm-hmm. I want to go against the big dogs. I want to go against the stars. So having them a part of the Olympics is, is very, very big in my opinion.
1: And you look at some of the projected rosters. My goodness, Ugh. are they stacked, especially as much as I hate to admit it, Team Canada is just loaded with talent, as is Team USA, of course, Russia and all of the other countries that, you know, pro- produce these incredible Don't leave talents. the fins
2: out, Jenna. Don't, don't, let, the
1: don't leave the too. fins out. How could I forget? Chris, your thoughts?
3: <laughs> well, Deon brought up a really good point. Tavares' injury could have happened anywhere. And here's the thing is that a lot of people are complaining about this. Oh, what if my favorite player gets hurt in the Olympics? And then, okay, what if he got hurt in practice? It'd be the same injury, right? it's Uh It's the same sort of thing. Listen, it's what these guys are talking about. You want to grow the game. You want to increase increase your revenue, and maybe it helps in, in, in America because still hockey's number four in the pro sports. They, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they, if it wants to rise up, maybe getting getting some of these star players on teams and seeing USA, seeing Canada, seeing seeing that happen, that could help the game. I don't see how it hurts it.
1: Game times, on the other hand, might hurt it a yeah. little bit. But we'll breeze we'll <laughs> past that. 4 a.m., hey, wake up, have some coffee, and watch some hockey. When we come back, around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. Games, the final word. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Chris, start things off.
3: Normally when we talk about offensive lines, we talk about them buying time for the quarterback. But this situation with the Steelers, they have to buy time for the offensive line. This is a young group that's going to take time to gel, and anyone that knows football knows that when a young offensive line is coming together, it's chemistry. It takes time to build that. It takes war stories of losing some battles, winning some battles, and saying, this is how we gel together. This is how we get our chemistry. This Steelers team is balanced enough with receiving, receiving talent, a quarterback, a running back, defensive front, guys in the secondary. They've got talent everywhere. Else. They can balance the team long enough for the offensive line to figure it out a lot like how they did in 2008 when they won the Super Bowl.
1: Day in your final word.
2: Yeah, I'm behind Ben Charrington's approach to building the Pirates. I really am Jenna and I'm in. I'm even behind the idea of having the payroll low right now and saving it for when it matters. I'll tell you what I'm not behind. That game today in Chicago when you have Brian Reynolds who's a key piece of your future going four for four with a grand slam, a stolen base, a double and have Ben Gamble laying out the way he did in the outfield for one of the best catches you'll see anywhere. And then you have a bullpen that gives up two, two grand slams. That means you didn't do your job as GM. You can't let it sink this low. Doran, your final word? Now you guys know I have to give my boys some love. Hail to Pitt.
0: Pitt is 1-0. I know that they beat UMass, a smaller school. They're
1: they're heading to Tennessee. They're (laughs) heading
0: to Knoxville this week, but they are 1-0. I got to give Keddy. Uh, Kenny Pickett some credit uh, going into the last to the game the other day and, and taking care of business. So I have to give my boys the credit. Hail to Pitt.
1: Executive producer Kelly Burkett will also join you in that one. She's (laughs) celebrating hard. Now our final word from social media, from Jason Campbell on Twitter, rest in peace, Tunch Ilkin. a great player, a better human being. Now there's a lot of excitement about NHL players being able to return to the Olympics as we discussed, but seemingly none more so than from the players themselves. There were numerous reports this week about how the players were the ones pushing to be able to go to Beijing and knowing the risks associated with doing so for many of them being able to represent their country on the international stage means so much more to them than any of us really even know. And yes, game times will most likely be somewhere around like four in the morning, but you bet I will be watching as will most likely a lot of you as well. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night.